At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, welcome to it, folks. It is Rush Hour, presented by Bed Rivers. I am Dandy Burke, your host. And as always, we are live out of the Bed Rivers Sportsbook here in Des Plaines, Illinois, just outside of Chicago. And tonight, throughout the next hour, we've got plenty planned for you, starting off with Teaser Tuesday, like we typically do. What are the viable teaser options for the upcoming week in the NFL? We'll start with that. But afterward, we will continue on with some college football. Kenny White, you know him, is all over VEASAN all the time. He's been killing it with his college football analysis this year thus far. It is at the beginning, but look, Kenny's been consistent as he always is. So look forward to getting some of his early plays or just strong leans, depending on where the number is going to end up for the upcoming week of college football. Then how about Tim Benzon? Talk some NFL host of the Pittsburgh City Cast, partnered with Bet Rivers. Steelers have an interesting game coming up against the Bengals. We'll see if he's kind of in panic mode because of all the injuries surrounding the Steelers. And if he thinks this may just be a tough spot and you look the other direction, the Steelers now catching about four, three, or laying about four and three and a half, but it keeps kind of ticking down. So uh, that'll be interesting to see where the line ends up and where Tim's thoughts are on that game, along with other matchups in the AFC North. Then at the end, we're going to kind of talk a little bit of everything. Some NFL from the best bets I had, my plays in baseball tonight, and some early college football action as well. So we'll end things out with Danny's Dimes here on Rush Hour. But like we said, let's go ahead and begin this show with some NFL talk. And it is Tuesday, so folks, 
It is time for Teaser Tuesday here on the Cynthia Sports Betting Network. Look at that, baby. Get a nice intro to it. Great work by the Visa production team. Teaser Tuesday. Let's get into it, folks, and let's start with the matchup with the Bills and the Washington football team. Now, again, just to preface, the viable teaser options are home favorites of just over seven points, so lane seven and a half, eight, eight and a half. You tease them down by six, get you through the key numbers of seven and three. And on the other side, the other key numbers to get for teasers or key opportunities, really, are short, uh, short home and road dogs, you know, catching plus one and a half, plus two, plus two and a half, tease them up through the key numbers of three and seven. So in the case of Buffalo and Washington, the Bills coming off a big win this past week, they are currently an eight and a half point favorite at home against the Washington football team. Now this fits the bill of the home favorite of just over seven because we see Buffalo at eight and a half. You tease them down by six, takes you through the key number of seven, through the key number of three, and now you can get the Bills laying two and a half. All they need to do is beat this Washington football team by at least three points, which they should be more than capable of doing. Uh, the money line is minus 375. If you're curious for the other odds, Washington plus 310, total at 45 and a half. But I do think the right play here is to tease down Buffalo because, again, you know, I was a guy who bet Washington's win total over eight. I liked the fact that it was on the whole number and that I could push. And, you know, I had faith in Fitzpatrick being somewhat of a savior, enough to help this offense. And look, Heineke did well enough this past week, right? Or, you know, last week when it came to Thursday night football, he certainly made you sweat it out and he made a crucial mistake at the end, but somehow Washington holds on. It's not going to be the same story here against this Buffalo team that is now catching momentum based off of their good offensive performance that they needed this past week. They're going to carry that on against this Washington team that, frankly, defensively have not looked as good as they were last year. And again, a lot of people kind of thought that. They were thinking that this defense could be overrated. Tim Murray, who's a Washington fan, we had him on several times talking about it. And it is early, but he's been pretty spot on with his analysis of Washington. And again, the defense hasn't necessarily lived up to the hype. And offensively, of course, you know, can Heineke keep it going? And can they keep it going against his Buffalo team that defensively has looked fairly sound heading into week three? So again, I don't want to lay the eight and a half with Buffalo, but I do think it is a perfect spot to tease them down as a home favorite of over seven. So we'll get into who we could pair that with in just a second. But I did want to touch on another spot that could be a viable teaser option. And that's going to revolve around Cleveland and Chicago. Now this line is moving a little bit down in favor of the Bears. It opened you know, anywhere from 9.5, depending on where you look, to 7.5. But the love early on has been going toward the Bears. So from 7.5 down to 7 now at a lot of shops. Seldom are there the seven in a hooks, but you can still find it. I'm kind of inclined to take those points with Chicago as of this point. But again, if you want more security, probably the safer option may be to go with Cleveland and teasing them down by six points because you get under the key number of seven, even though you're at seven, but you still get under it, obviously, and then three as well. And look, you know, the assumption is that it's going to be Justin Fields as your quarterback. And there's a line of thinking that, well, one, you know, yes, he has a higher ceiling and can have more potential against a team like Cleveland. But on the other side, you saw how he was a little bit flustered against the Bengals and the costly turnover that he had and almost had two turnovers and in all the false starts, it's kind of a mental game for him to get acclimated to it. But if he's going to be instilled as a consistent quarterback, maybe that'll give him more time to relax, settle in, and understand the rhythm of the game. But nevertheless, you know, Fields has a higher ceiling. We all understand that. But in a tough game on the road to start against the Browns, could be a little bit shaky. So be careful with this one. 
That's why the advantage is with Cleveland here now that we're seeing as a seven-point favorite. But if you do think it's a little bit too steep, and that's where, you know, the money's been coming in is against them, thinking that it's too steep, then, of course, you could always tease them down. But I am a little hesitant to do that because I do think the Bears can make this one close because Baker Mayfield was dealing with his injury with his left shoulder. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. will see if he can make his debut after his ACL tear from last year. Jarvis Landry is out as well. So if this is going to be more of a ground game for the Browns, that's where the Bears' defense has done well from last year into this season. The secondary has been the issue. We all understand that. But if Baker's maybe not throwing as much, if he doesn't have as much weapons to throw to, then this could be a ground attack from Cleveland, and that's the area where the Bears defensively do well. So this could be a slower-tempo game, and the Bears could have a better chance to cover that number of 7 or 7.5. Total under could be a good look as well. But in terms of the teaser, Browns would fit the bill in that spot of about 7 to 7.5. But just be a little bit cautious with this one because of all the injuries and the instability with the Bears quarterback situation. Still could be a decent look, but a look that I think is a lot better goes with the Giants and the Falcons. Now, this one I think is a great spot to pair up with that Bills game that we talked about. And this line's been going back and forth from two and a half and three. Currently, you're seeing it at three for Atlanta. So, you know, it's not necessarily perfectly right in there of the short road dog of about anywhere from plus one and a half to plus two and a half, but still could be a good look here because, you know, if the Giants said anything deem worthy, wanting to lay three with them on uh, at home against the Falcons. And I'm not saying the Falcons have done anything to give us confidence in them, but they had a good performance against Tampa Bay last week. And I think it's just tough to lay the points with the Giants in any situation. And again, it's tough to trust Atlanta in any situation. So that's why you can tease Atlanta up. And now obviously to go from three to nine, but before when it was at two and a half, or even if it gets back there, or you're looking at other areas, eight and a half down for, or from two and a half up to eight and a half, Get up through the key number of three, up through the key number of seven. And I really believe Atlanta could cover that eight and a half spot against the Giants team that defensively doesn't look great. Offensively, it's pretty much the same that we saw last year. Saquon has been somewhat limited. And not to say he's not going to have a great game against Atlanta, but look, I mean, are we fully in on Daniel Jones? Are we fully in on this Giants team in any capacity? I don't think so right now, especially with them trying to cover an eight and a half spot. If you have to go with the teaser, so I like teasing up the Falcons here. They did earlier from 2.5 and up to 8.5 and, and actually paired that with that Bills play. So that's really the teaser area that I played officially. But we'll get back to that in just a second because I do just want to note out one more that could be a great spot for a teaser, and that's the Tampa Bay and Los Angeles Rams game. And this one, you know, open two in some spots favor of the Rams, and, you know, now you've seen it flip to Tampa Bay being a 1.5-point favorite. Some spots had it as a pick -em. This one's been kind of all over the place. Currently, though, at Bet Rivers, Tampa Bay and Tom Brady are laying one in the hook on the road against the Rams. This total, a high one at 55.5. Money line for the Rams is plus 104. The Bucks laying minus 118. But look, you're getting the short home dog of plus 1.5 for the Rams. Up by 6 through the key number of 3 through the key number of 7. Then all of a sudden, you're catching 7.5 with the Rams. Now, do I think they could cover that? Of course they could. They could easily win this one outright. But I'm not willing to step in front of this train that is Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And look, the Rams kind of had a close call this past week. That doesn't mean it's going to be like that every week. This Rams team is really good. And, you know, it's not like they have a great home field advantage by any stretch of the imagination. But this game seems like it's going to have high volatility. And I just don't want to be sweating out any kind of backdoor shenanigans when you especially have a good defense in Tampa Bay. So it is fitting the bill of the short home dog and teasing him up. 
but I'm not willing to bank on this one. I think this one has a chance to have a lot of points and any craziness can happen. But if you do want to get involved, teasing up the Rams would be the smart play in terms of the teaser. Now, those are the ones that, of course, fit the bill of what we want to follow along when we're teasing. But there are a couple other spots that I think could be solid to tease as well, just based on the, uh, on the position. And obviously, the Cardinals come to mind. They're laying seven, upwards of seven and a half on the road against the Jags. Except it's not a home favorite of just over seven or around seven. They're on the road, so that's why you kind of try to avoid them. But there are certainly aberrations to where you could still look to bet them. And Arizona against the Jaguars absolutely would be one of them. But, you know, this one I'm probably staying away from as of now. But I'm sure a lot of people will be teasing down the Cardinals. And then what about the Bengals and Steelers, honestly? Because this line keeps going down and down and down in favor of Cincinnati. And rightfully so. Big Ben is banged up. T.J. Watt banged up, Bush, everybody pretty much on the Steelers' defense is dealing with injuries as at this point. And this is a division game as well with the Cincinnati team that has great receiving weapons down the field. And you have a Pittsburgh team that has been brutal in their defensive secondary, allowing over 300 passing yards per game at this point. I took the four points actually with Cincinnati here. This is the bet that I just added. I'm taking the four points with the Bengals. But even if you want a little bit more cushion, I wouldn't hate teasing up the Bengals, getting them over the key number of 7 and somewhat key number of 10 as well. So that could be a decent outlook as well for Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. But I think you're pretty safe here taking the points in this spot. And that's what I did with the Bengals against the Steelers. And then the teaser I did, of course, was teasing down the Bills to minus 2.5 and, and then the Falcons up to 8.5. So we'll recap that at the end. We'll talk more about that Bengals-Steelers game with Tim Benz later. But let's talk college football next. Kenny White joins us here on Rush Hour. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. 
someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. You're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams? Well, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. The Chicago, Detroit, Philadelphia, and Pittsburgh city casts are up and running with five new episodes every week. Check it out and subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, myself, Danny Burke, host of Chicago CityCast, partnered with Bet Rivers, and Tim Benz, who hosts the Pittsburgh CityCast, will be joining us in our next segment. But briefly, it's time to talk some college football with one of our favorite college football analysts and handicappers, and that is Mr. Kenny White, who's been killing it this season, off to a hot start. And Kenny, we appreciate you making some time, looking forward to the upcoming weekend, and it starts off with a bang, a neutral site game with Notre Dame and Wisconsin at Soldier Field in my neck of the woods. Might have to make my way out to one of my buddies' tailgate for that game. It's going to be exciting. And look, a lot of people are excited to bet this one as well, Kenny, because we've seen a lot of movement in terms of the spread, and it seems to all be going toward Wisconsin. Do you agree with that movement? I do not. I'm very surprised, Danny, that this game has gone up. Uh, seeing sixes, I see six and a half at a, at a well-respected uh, out here in Vegas. Uh, Notre Dame has done uh, nothing to really disappoint me. I, I think they're the better football team. And when I've got teams rated as high as I do, if they win, I'm happy. You know, covering the spread is obviously what we're looking to do. But I have to make an excuse for these good teams sometimes if they don't cover. The first game of the year it was the Beamer Bowl against Florida State. Uh, they, they had that game in hand, and then Florida State gets these, uh, really a great uh, thrust with uh, Mackenzie Milton being thrown into the game and him making some drives and making plays and sending it to overtime, but Notre Dame did pull it out. I think they, they took Toledo lightly. Um, they had to come back. They won the game. And then against Purdue, they really it was workmanlike business all day long from start to finish. Their defense played great. Their offense made plays when they had to. They could have made a couple of more. That game really could have been a little bit higher scoring game uh, than what the final was or a, a little bigger margin even. So Wisconsin, uh, they're a good football team. We know what we're going to get, blocking and tackling. They're going to try to run the football, power run game. Um, I'm not sure if they have the quarterback to really stretch the field. Graham Mertz off to a very poor start. He's been accurate 36 for 54, but no touchdowns yet two interceptions, and he's only thrown for three, 326 yards in those 54 passes. So I think the Notre Dame defense will be able to slow them down. Jack Cohen gets to go up against his old team. He is going to be fired up. I think he plays a big game, revenge factor, chip on his shoulder, taking points in a neutral spot where there could be more Notre Dame fans in the stands in this one than Wisconsin fans. So I'll take the uh, the fighting Irish here, plus the six. 
Yeah, I think you nailed it. One, Graham Mertz hasn't lived up to the expectations that a lot of people were hoping he would have. Even though it's early, I mean, we still saw him hit some, you know, bumps in the road last season after a great start. And, of course, there were COVID issues and what have you. But, you know, they are going to try to run the ball, and they will probably do it successfully. But you're right. I mean, Jack Cohen has been really solid, and that revenge factor is going to be huge as well. And also something, even though it's a neutral site game and both cities are fairly close to the location, you know, I think Fighting Irish Company is going to show out just a little bit more, and we'll see if it makes a difference. But, you know, I, I tend to lean toward Wisconsin winning it outright, Kenny, but you're right. I mean, the spread is so tricky now that it's getting higher and higher that ultimately I think I'm going to stay away, but that one certainly is going to be one of the more fun games to look forward to on this upcoming Saturday. Uh, another game that has a lot of interest, even though it's a higher spread, Kenny, is Oklahoma and West Virginia because of what Nebraska was able to do against Oklahoma, or rather what Oklahoma was not able to do against his Huskers defense. The Sooners are now laying 16 against West Virginia with a total at 56 and a half. We don't want to fall into the recency bias trap of Oklahoma, but it's been back-to-back -back weeks where it's been close calls. Do you feel comfortable laying 16 with them at home against the Mountaineers? Yeah, I do. I think it's we're, we're buying low in this one. This spread would have been a much higher spread. Uh, they're in, in conference now. This is going to be a big game. Uh, last week it was against an old rival who they hadn't seen in a long time who was really hungry to play a good football game, and they play, came out and played well. But I was impressed with the Oklahoma defense, finally. I, and against Tulane, I think they took them very lightly. They had no idea what they were up against. They had no idea Tulane was as well a coached football team as they are. Uh, they were very surprised in that game. But when they had to turn it on, they did turn it on for a good 20, 25 minutes of that game where they dominated Tulane. Uh, but then again, then they let up late. So this team has not played their best game yet. I've written down 90%, 80%, and 90%. Their effort I felt so far I've gotten from them so far this season. I'm hoping this one is 100%. There is a big level of difference in talent here. The last time these two played was in 2019. It was right here uh, in Norman, Oklahoma, and the final was 52-14. to 14. Now, Neil Brown was just in his first year at that time. Uh, and this guy is a very good football coach, and I think he will definitely turn this program around. And he's on his way to. He's 12-10 and 10 ATS since he's been at West Virginia. But I think he's a little overmatched in this game. All right, let's look ahead. Let's go to the Lone Star State then with Texas and Texas Tech. This one seems to be you know, gaining a lot of betting attention as well because the line's been going back and forth. And it seems like it's been going toward the Red Raiders here. Now they're catching about nine, win as low as about eight and a half, maybe even eight. But, you know, this Longhorns team, even though they had some personnel changing, they still had a lot of pieces there. How do you think they fare out in this game? Because Texas Tech, again, Kenny, seems to be getting a lot of the love on the spread here. Yeah, these are two teams that I really liked going into the beginning of the year. I had Texas the 12th best team in college football. But I had Texas Tech number 21, and I really think this is a very good football team. They were my surprise team out of the Big 12 this year. Uh, the win total I went over, it was just four and a half wins. Uh, they've, they've played great football, and they've got a very good football team, and they're very well coached. Matt Wells is a very unheralded head guy. Uh, I think the Texas Tech will give Texas everything they want in this game. Steve Sarkeesian gets to a program where the cupboard wasn't bare. Uh, it was, Tom Herman just wore out his welcome there. Boosters did not like him. They didn't like his arrogance. Uh, they didn't like the how he was th thought he was king of the hill. Um, I think Steve Sarkeesian is a much better fit. But again, I think he's trying to figure out his his uh, his talent because I thought Casey Thompson 
Should have been the starting quarterback from the get-go. He started Hudson Card, but now we're back to Casey Thompson as the starting QB, QB1. Uh, but again, very close football game, I think this will be. Texas Tech, I think, has a chance to win this one. Completely agree with you. I like taking the points with Texas Tech in that spot against the Longhorns. Now, what about Clemson and NC State, though, Kenny? Because, you know, we talk about Oklahoma, and maybe that's a by-low spot. Could it be the same for Clemson here, who's been kind of struggling a little bit, especially offensively, and they're laying 9.5 against the Wolfpack. Do you take that, or do you lay that, rather? Because, you know, it's under somewhat of a key number of 10. Do you trust the Tigers here? You know, I, I, the old, I would love to uh, because I think there's some value now in the uh, future market at 10 to 1 to win the national championship. I feel Clemson's talent is still right there with anybody in the country. But now they got to go against one of my favorite teams, a team that I had ranked sixth in the in entire country in terms of talent. I only had 8.8 .8 wins for NC State because of the strength of schedule that they play. Uh, and I knew that there was going to be a tough game at Mississippi State, but this is a very good football team. Now, they did lose their best defensive player, Peyton Wilson, who's an NFL guy, uh, but they are able to fill in a little bit. It was about a point, point and a half drop off off the defense. That hurts them a little bit. But in this situation here, this home game, a Clemson team who struggled on offense and up against the best defense they've seen and maybe the best offense they've seen. Well, it'll be the second best defense they've seen, that's for sure. Georgia's better than that. But, uh, a conference game on the road, tough, tough spot to play. Um, I've already bet NC State. This line has come down. I'm hoping I didn't bet money line. I want Clemson to win the game um, and, and NC State to cover. Okay, well, Kenny, we got one more game to get with. We got about 30 seconds. LSU, Mississippi State, Tigers lane two in the hook, total at 55 and a half. How do we figure this one goes down? Yeah, this one, you know, I, when I first looked at it, I said, man, I'm, gonna, I'm all over LSU. This is, a, this is a perfect situation, a great revenge game. Last year, Mississippi State uh, caught LSU off guard the first game of the year. They upset them 44-34 in a high-scoring football game. Um, but the line is dictating to me now that that, that has been adjusted. The, the, the revenge factor has been set into the line. Uh, the money has come in on, on Mississippi State or on, on LSU in this football game. Um, and I think it's been over-adjusted. I think Mississippi State playing at home has got a great shot to, to win once again. I really like Mike Leach and what he does. He, wherever he goes, we see what happened to Washington State. After he left there, that program has completely fallen apart. And Mississippi State has always had a very solid program. He's taking it to another level here. I think they're as good as LSU, if not better. And I think it'll be a coaching mismatch. Ed Ogeron is on the hot seat, and it is hot in LSU. There's a lot of pressure on these players and this team right now. Mississippi State's just playing Mike Leach football. They're having fun playing games. So I'm going to be on Mississippi oh, yeah. State. Hard to bet against the Pirate Mike Leach. And, Kenny, we're up against it, my man. But thanks. You are the best in the biz. And as always, take care and best of luck this week. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Have a great week. Back Kenny White, ladies and gentlemen. Follow him on Twitter at KYDVegas. Coming up next, we're talking with Tim Benz, host of the Pittsburgh City Cast here on Rush Hour. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the Sports Betting Network.
Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VEASAN free trial today to get full access to all of our sports betting experts, which include 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, along with betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every single game. Plus, you get full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. Get everything VEASAN has to offer for just $22 per month. Check it out now at vsin.com slash subscribe. That's V-S-I-N dot com slash subscribe. Okay, we are back here, and the show is Rush Hour on Visa the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host here in the Chicagoland area, live out of the Bet River Sportsbook. Joining us from Pittsburgh, it's Tim Benz, who is host of the Pittsburgh City Cast, also partnered with Bet Rivers. You can follow him along on Twitter at Tim Benz PGH. You can catch him hosting that wherever you get your podcast, five episodes a week. And boy, I'm sure Tim is plenty busy this week with all of the news going down injury, uh, injury-wise with Pittsburgh, what happened this past week. So Tim, I guess let's start with your reaction to what happened with the Steelers dropping that game at home against the Raiders, 26-17, to a game a lot of people, myself included, expected Pittsburgh to win. But again, you know, the injuries really plagued this team. So what was your thoughts in that game, and how do you figure it, you know, goes down now in this upcoming week? My thoughts were that it was going to be close even before the in-game injury to T.J. Watt took place, and eventually to Alex Highsmith, too. And my thoughts were, it was going to be close before the Friday practice where Joe Hayden got hurt and Devin Bush got hurt because the Raiders always play well against the Steelers. They've beaten them six out of eight times now. And Derek Carr, you know, it looks like Jim Plunkett dipped in Ken Stabler and rolled in Daryl LaMonica every time he sees the black and gold. So uh, he had a third straight excellent game against Pittsburgh. So I wasn't stunned that the Raiders got the win. Um, I do think that the state of health of the team is alarming. What, what bothersome point to me was how much the pass rush regressed against a fairly beat up in its own right Las Vegas Raiders team uh, with their front not being very good to begin with, and then it was injured on top of it. I know T.J. Watt went out. I expected more than one sack in the second half of Derek Carr. So that disappointed me. Um, you know, they did as good of a job as they could against Darren Waller for a while until they didn't, until it burned them with the long pass to Ruggs. As far as what it looks like this week for the Bengals, the number's down to three and a half, and I'm not surprised. Uh, you know, I, one guy that really has to come back for them is Joe Hayden. Uh, obviously, he's a lot too, but they have the other starting linebacker, Highsmith, with the going as well. The guys are both in doubt coming in this week, but They've gone from trying to stop one guy in Waller to figuring out how their big and healthy secondary is going to handle three really good wide receivers for Cincinnati, and I think that's problematic for the Steelers. Yeah, absolutely. And really, the secondary has had so many issues in just a slight amount of time they've been playing as at this point. But when you're going up against a Cincinnati team that, yeah, has handed the ball off a lot to Joe Mixon, but you also have to remember they have so many receiving threats down the field with Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, who's emerging to be a stud. And if Joe Burrow can get enough time, especially against the Steelers defense that is banged up, it makes sense, at least to me, that you're seeing the love go to Cincinnati in this game. And even more so to add to the injuries that are plaguing Pittsburgh. Tim, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger with the string left pectoral. What are we going to expect offensively out of this Pittsburgh team against the Bengals? 
right even less because if he's been a big enough to win the win game even more, and that seems to be a futile effort every time they hand the ball off. So they've really got themselves between a rock and a hard place there. The notion of left pack sounds oddly specific to me, especially since the Steelers are so loath to disclose any injury information. Unless they're trying to tamp down the concern if they just had pack people with a suit who was on their right side. But it also makes me wonder if that's really it or if he's got soreness somewhere else that they're not talking about. Uh, you want to hit 10 times, that's too many. The offensive line is every bit as bad as advertised coming into the season. I think that the Bengals have gotten a little bit better up front defensively since last year. They were really good against the run and Dalvin Cook in the first game against Minnesota, not so much against the Bears. The Steelers have to have an above 100-yard rushing effort eventually, especially from Najee Harris. Usually they run all over the Bengals. Uh, I would just take a mediocre rush effort this week. Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing, too. I mean, Najee Harris, you would think, has to emerge and finally have this somewhat breakout game, and especially with the issues maybe with Ben, you would think it could be against Cincinnati. So I'll certainly be interested to see what the rushing props are going to be for Najee Harris, but he definitely could have a field day against the Bengals. Now, even kind of just getting deeper into the division, Tim, let's take a look at these updated AFC North odds. The Ravens are the short shot, plus 105. The Browns, plus 145. Your Steelers catching five to one, and then the Bengals at the bottom at twenty-two to one. Based on what we saw the Ravens do on Sunday Night Football, are they deemed worthy as the favorite in your eyes? And is that the way you would look to bet it this early on? No, I wouldn't. I'd go with the Browns. I changed my tune to the Browns after all the running back injuries took place with the Ravens. Look, I mean, you got to give them all the credit in the world for doing what the Steelers couldn't do, and that's win when they're banged up. Heck, the Raiders won when they were banged up. Um, you know, the Steelers' injury situation is an explanation. It's not an excuse based on what those two teams did on the same weekend. That's how I view that. But the other thing I look at with the Ravens is, my God, it's a lot of Lamar Jackson right now. I mean, I, it always is, but it's disproportional at this point. And, I, you know, I, I know everybody keeps waiting for him to get hurt. And because he hasn't been injured badly yet and playing the style that he does, Ravens fans hiss at that and they get upset when you suggest it. But, you know, I would say this about any quarterback. I said this about Ben when he was at the height of his powers in 2008, that it was too much about him. Um, you know, I, I worry that if you're putting money into the Ravens, you're doing so obviously hedging that Lamar Jackson's going to stay healthy for all 17 games. And with so much of the offense being about him keeping plays alive and running on his own, boy, that's a big ask. And if they don't have him, they are in trouble. And I think the Browns are the safer bet. Uh, maybe they've already survived their scare with Baker Mayfield after what happened to him against Houston and uh, somehow managing to be okay and, and come back and play a pretty high percentage game and, and get the win there in that one. Yeah, and you mentioned the Browns, Tim, and certainly we're interested in that game here in Chicago as they're hosting the Bears. And, you know, all indications, at least from my side, seems to think that it's going to be Justin Fields as the starter. And we've seen the spread come down in favor of the Bears, who are now catching seven. But seven and a half is where it has been at the beginning of this week, and now it's dropped down to seven. Total is at 46 and a half. And we talk about injuries, Tim, and look, this Browns team is banged up with Jarvis Landry. And you mentioned Baker, who should be okay, but still could be an issue. Uh, OBJ, we'll see if he can finally make his season debut coming off that ACL tear last year. 
The seven seemed like a little bit too much for this Browns team that may focus on the run game. And for the Bears defensively, that's where they have, you know, done a little bit better, whereas their secondary has been the issue. Right, and a lot of that makes sense. Um, I'm still going to go with the Browns, to be honest with you. I think that I think it's smart for them to lean on the run, and uh, I actually think that they got away from it too early in the first game, and hopefully they learned their lesson from that, and with Baker compromised, um, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm just too old school when I look at Cleveland, but part of me says they can't run enough. And if you know, eventually Chicago spooks them out of it, then uh, yeah, I guess you got to lean on Baker. Then um, you know that might be that might be a wise game to index and see how the game flow goes. You know what I mean? Especially with that number being where it is, uh, you might want to wait and see how that game is pinching out and live better as the game goes along. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of thinking too. It's a lot of outliers with the injuries and still, you know, the uncertainty with Baker Mayfield, and then of course. The Bears quarterback situation, regardless of who is right. starting, yeah. can you fully yeah. trust them? So, yeah, it's a lot of ifs and whats and whens for that game. So you're right. Attacking it in-game when you can understand the rhythm and momentum may be the best approach, as it typically is. So, yeah, that'll be a fun one with the Browns and the Bears. We'll be sweating it out, no doubt about that, as I'm sure you will with the Steelers and Bengals game. Uh, Tim, we're up against my man. Thank you for joining us once again. But before we let you go, uh, what can we look forward to on the Pittsburgh City Cast for the remainder of the week? Well, we're going to talk uh, a little Steelers with Joe Runner, my colleague at the Trib. He joins me once a week for a podcast that I do at our site. We're going to break down the game as we normally do. Also, Jerry DePaula, another one of my partners uh, at Trib Live in Pittsburgh, uh, he does our pit coverage, and they're playing New Hampshire. There's no line out on that one yet. They're getting FCS school, but they need a bounce back after stubbing their toe against Western Michigan. And there's a lot of angst about that uh, result here in Pittsburgh, too. So we'll discuss and uh, later on in the week, uh, Matt Williamson, our uh, X's and O's expert, not only with the Steelers, but the rest of the league, and uh, Mike Pursuta, who dabbles in all things. And we might even talk some hockey futures with him since the Penguins are breaking ground and uh, getting the prospects of the camp at the Lemieux Complex. Great. Love it, Tim. Hey, we appreciate it. We're looking forward to it. Take care, my friend. All the best. All right, there he is, Tim Benz, host of the Pittsburgh CityCast. Catch it wherever you get your podcasts, five episodes a week. Coming up next, though, is wrapping up Rush Hour. All of my bets, baseball, college, NFL, coming your way. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. Folks, remember that Bet Rivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting, and Bet Rivers has you covered for the NFL season. They're offering those same game parlays in all of the pro football matchups, plus, they're bringing back their Reduce the Juice promotion on game days. This NFL season, they have a $1 million Beat the Spread Challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is more rewarding at Bet Rivers. Check it out by downloading the app or going to BetRivers.com. Offers valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Indiana. Uh, in Pennsylvania, excuse me, and available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21 gambling problem. Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. one triple a 532 in Virginia and Iowa. Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. All righty, we are wrapping up another edition of Rush Hour right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host at Danny Burke 5, where you can follow me along on Twitter at VEASAN Live for the Vegas Stats and Information Network. We've given away a couple of plays in the show, and, you know, it was with the NFL. We talked college football, but I didn't have a chance to give my best bets early on when we talked to Kenny White. He gave you his, so if you missed it, check it out, VEASAN.com, to catch the replay and much more with Tim Benz as well. Let's go ahead and spend this final segment just talking about my best bets, not only for tonight in baseball, but for college and the NFL. And we'll start on the diamond, and we will begin on the diamond with the Blue Jays and the Rays. 6, 10 p.m. Central Time, first pitch, so it's coming soon. 
Uh, this game is close in terms of the odds. Now we see Toronto minus 109 and Tampa Bay minus 109. And earlier it was a little bit in favor of the Rays, but it looks like Toronto's been getting some of the love now, making it a pick em with a total at 8.5. Now I would get the love going toward the Blue Jays, who have just been absolutely dominant this month. 934 OPS in the month of, of September, which is absolutely incredible. They are crawling back to get their playoff lives into the mix. They're looking to continue it tonight with Alec Manoa taking the bump against Drew Rasmussen. Now, Manoa has gone up against his Tampa Bay team three times, all right? He's gone 18.2 innings pitched, allowed seven hits, just two earned runs. The Rays have a 109 batting average against him, and he's 2-1 and one in his starts when it comes to going against Tampa Bay. Now, what stuck out to me the most in this matchup had to do with a prop because I looked at what Manoa has done against Tampa Bay, and what he's done is dominate in terms of the strikeouts. Ten strikeouts his first uh, outing against the Rays, nine in the second, then ten in the third. So I said, okay, well, what's his strikeout prop at? Six and a half, and the over is the dog plus 109. Now, again, I get asking for him to get to the nine and ten range again is a tough ask and a tall one at that, but Tampa Bay does strike out 9.6 times per game themselves, which is 28th worst in Major League Baseball. Going with the history here in terms of the three games, going with those trends this season, rather, and the shorter number at 6.5 with the over being a dog, I think that's a pretty good value based on what we've seen out of Manoa against him already this season and for the fact that this Tampa Bay team is prone to striking out. I like the prop over 6.5 at Bet Rivers plus 109 for Manoa strikeouts against Tampa Bay. So just got a prop in terms of the game between Toronto and Tampa Bay. But where I do have some action in betting the team outright, did not believe I'd be saying this uh, this late in the season with a game that I wasn't attending because when I go to the Cubs game, you know, it's an obligatory bet on the Cubs, and I've been 3-0 on those this summer. But I, I believe I've attended my last Cubs game, but here I am looking to bet the Cubs and not even going to the game. But it's because they're taking on the Twins here. And the Twins are throwing out Griffin Jacks on the mound, who has been brutal. He's been so bad. Uh, 5.68 XFIP on the year, 6.65 ERA. And even worse, specifically on the road with an ERA of 7.16 and a 6.11 XFIP on the road. He's given up 11 earned runs in his three starts this month. Now, Alec Mills is pitching for the Cubs, and he hasn't been great. But the thing about Alec Mills is he can have flashes here and there. He can be sporadically solid, if that's an expression we could use, because sometimes he'll be really good, and sometimes, well, he'll be below average. Now, he's also given up 10 earned runs himself in this past three starts this month, but he does pitch a little bit better at home, 4.41 ERA, 4.12 XFIP, and the Cubs are a team that we know following them offensively hit a lot better at home, 734 OPS. Plus, this month they've actually had some good offense, 778 OPS, whereas the Twins just have an OPS this month of 678. Fading Jacks in this spot, you would think to go to the over, but the conditions are kind of bad here in Chicago. It's been rainy, it's been muggy and foggy, and the wind looks to be blowing in at the friendly confines. So I'm trusting the home favorite here, and I bet them minus 112 on the money line. Did I with the Cubbies? They're up to minus 120 now. Would still recommend it. But if you don't want to do it because you don't trust this Cubs team in this lowly game where nothing really is on the line, completely understand that. But I do think the advantage is with the Cubs, and I played them on the money line against the Minnesota Twins. So that's what I got for baseball tonight. Cubs money line and Manoa over 6.5 Ks plus 109. That's what we got for baseball. Let's move on to college football now with some of the plays that I bet earlier today. And let's start 
with Western Michigan taking on San Jose State. Now, uh, this one didn't really pique my interest as much, but again, you know, highly recommend, can't stress it enough, eason.com slash subscribe to either get the daily emails or the availability of the Best Bets log page. And Matt Humans, who's been crushing in college football this year, had a play on this, as did Will Hill as well. So it, you know, drew my attention to it, and I wanted to do more research. And this one was at two and a half, if you could still get it, but it's been going up to three, and that's kind of where we see it at at most books now, including Bet Rivers. But instead of that, I actually just went for the better number on the money line. And I laid minus 135 with Western Michigan, taking on San Jose State. Western Michigan's coming off a great win on the road against Pitt last week, 44-41. to Their only loss that they had was week one at Michigan, where they got destroyed 47-14, to but that was pretty much expected. And now you're seeing this money line minus 148. But again, you know, minus 135, you do a little bit of shopping, you could probably still see that out there. But the thing about San Jose State is they are coming off a win, but it was on the road at Hawaii where they barely won 17-13. to So not only did they play on a Sunday, it's a little bit less rest, but you're traveling back from Hawaii against this team with Western Michigan that's riding the momentum of getting a nice win on the road against Pitt. So the rest advantage will be with Western Michigan. You know, they're going to dominate time of possession on the ground as well. They're averaging about 173 rushing yards per game. San Jose State's allowing about 133 on the ground. And San Jose State, their only tough competition really as of this point was against USC, and they lost 30-7 to in that game. The movement's been going toward Western Michigan. The respected cappers at Visa and Matt Humans, Will Hill are right in Western Michigan, as am I, and I played them on the money line, minus 135. Now let's talk about another matchup here, collegiately, Western Kentucky taking on Indiana. I grabbed Western Kentucky plus nine and a half. Again, another play. I got to tip my cap to Matt Eumanns. He put me on this one. But look, Indiana's coming off a dreadful loss to Cincy, and it was dreadful because of the lead they have. And not only did they blow it, but then they just got blown out and lost 38-24. to Indiana now 1-2 and two on the year. Michael Penix is struggling. The run game hasn't been going. And Western Kentucky on the other side, you know, they're coming off a bye week. And their most recent game was a loss at Army, but 38-35. to And Army's defense has been solid, or at least we've been accustomed to it being that way. Western Kentucky has the rest advantage in this game. They're putting up 532 total yards of offense per game, 456.5 in the air, and Indiana was liable to give up a lot of passing yards defensively last season. They have done nothing to vote any confidence in their favor, especially after that game where they just blew it. They'll be kind of somber heading into this one, whereas Western Kentucky will have more time to prepare. Plus, you know, Indiana is allowing about 200, or excuse me, Western Kentucky is allowing about 270 rushing yards on the ground. So maybe Indiana will be forced to run it more, but they haven't done well with the running game. But nevertheless, that will slow down the clock and not give them as many opportunities to cover that big spot, at least in my opinion, that's how I'm seeing it. So I took nine and a half with Western Kentucky against Indiana. And then finally, we talked about this briefly yesterday, but how about Michigan and Rutgers? Now, the news came out that their cornerbacks, Max Melton and Chris Long, have been suspended because of the paintball gun incident. And, you know, Melton was a stud at, as at this point. Had two picks, a blocked punt, a fumble recovery, and eight tackles this season. Rutgers is 3-0. They had the momentum. This is going to cause a distraction. This Michigan team looks very solid early on with the impressive win against Washington. They're 3-0 ATS. They're coming off that 63-10 win versus NIU. Rutgers, yes, you're 3-0. Congrats. But you were still going to get embarrassed by Michigan more than likely. Now you had this news come about as well. Movement's been going big in favor of Michigan up to 20 and a half. 
but I laid the 20 with the Wolverines taking on the uh, Scarlet Knights of Rutgers. So uh, that's what I got for college football, laying 20 with Michigan, taking nine in the hook with Western Kentucky, and then money line with Western Michigan against San Jose State. But if you missed it earlier, what I had in NFL, I took four points with the Cincinnati Bengals going up against his banged-up Pittsburgh Steelers teams, and then I had the teaser. Tease down the Buffalo Bills to minus two and a half, and then the Atlanta Falcons up to eight and a half on a six-point teaser. So that's what we're rolling with, with college football, NFL, and baseball. Best of luck if you tell. If you want it, just recap again. Be sure to check it out, visa.com slash subscribe. We got so many different bets. But best of luck as you tell, like we said. We'll be back tomorrow, midweek movement, NFL futures, and much more. See you then. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.